Good evening, good evening. It's the Couch Potato Sports Report. It's Mo Better here with T Bird and the other guy. OG. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, good evening, baby. So um I'm noticing you guys came in empty handed, so my presents are still under the tree. Is that what's going on here? So I got T Bird. I'll show you what I got, T Bird. I gotta scroll back and I got you some too, Mo, but I think it's still in the store. So I might have to get back over there. Wow. Wow. That kind of hit a little bit. You've been hitting me all week. Well, you know. This this is what I got, T-Bird. Do you think that's good? Ah, what's that? Okay, guys, this is a family show. <laughs> it's a present. Let me say it. You have to wait till you unwrap it. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I will I will post a link uh of what is being sent on the Twitter after the show. But yeah. but clearly it's good. You just got a good it's laugh much needed. Out of both yeah. Of all right, come You'll on. Yeah, I, I got something for you. All right. Just all keep right. coming. I I legit have something for you. You don't have nothing for me. And that's a fact. You're right. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to, uh, let's get back anyway, to sports, guys. Anyway, you know, not, again, it, great to see you guys but, and, and hate to start our show off this way, but we want to certainly pay, pay tribute to um, one of the football greats, um, Franco Harris, passed away. Most will remember him for the immaculate reception um, that led led the way was a playoff win that led the Steelers to their fourth consecutive um, championship. T-Bird, you were, you know, 25 when this happened. You know, we weren't born, so maybe you can kind of give us a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) insight. Y'all team boppers. (laughs) Into what that play meant for football. I mean, it bounces off a player, and then Harris has the heads up to grab it and take it to the end zone. How how immaculate was that? It it was immaculate because it bounced off of an offensive player, his his player. That was before the rule changed. It could hit an offensive player and not – another offensive player could catch it. So then if it did it, then it was an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when he, they were playing the Raiders, big rivalry went back and forth for years. And when the ball almost hit the ground mm-hmm. and Franco was just running out of the backfield into a, a pass route. And when the ball, I mean, it, it was just, he said it happened so fast that he didn't even realize how fast it happened. And anyway, just to see that, and those Raider fans were just, John Madden went ballistic Mm. because he was the Raiders coach at that time. He lost it. And if you ever seen that video when when the announcer said, John Madden, get your big butt back on the field, back off the field or whatever. It was just great. So, uh, but Franco, he was a gentleman. He was a monster on the field. Uh, Pittsburgh, before they got Franco Harris, did not win very many games. And when Franco came, that's when Art Rooney said that Pittsburgh started winning. And everybody else followed after that. And uh, uh, matter of fact, he just did a OG, he just did a, a, a interview a few hours before he died. It was on uh, XM Radio. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where he – Every report from everybody that met him, just nothing but positive things to say. He always him. made time for his fans. And it just, oh, I, it, it just, me. it hurts that it was so close to the 50th anniversary uh, of, of, the, the, of the Mac reception. Right. So much so that the NFL has uh, the Steelers and Raiders playing uh, tomorrow. Right. Oh, wow. And, and on the 50th anniversary. The so it's like days before. Mm, like, and oh, wow. Pittsburgh was going to retire his number. Wow. And, and you know, it, it's and he, he did so much community. They all talked about how much he did in the community, too. And when I heard that, I was looking at first take, I think, when they said it. It just crushed me because I knew Franco. Mm-hmm. You know, and even though I was a Dallas Cowboy fan then, and they beat my Cowboys and Roger Staubach in the Super Bowl, I hated them. Mm-hmm. But to when you lose somebody of that magnitude in the NFL, it hurts. If you ever go to the Pittsburgh airport, they have a full-size display of the immaculate. Yes, they it do. Is, it's incredibly it fascinating. Is. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to family and all the people that loved him. And and I I, I mean, I thought the world of Franco. It's perfect gentleman. Perfect wow. Gentleman. Over 12 um, 
thousand yards rushing. So he certainly had an impact on the game. Whether you lived in that era or not, it will always go down as one of the, if not the greatest plays ever um, in the NFL. No doubt. No doubt. All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit. I know you gentlemen watched the <laughs> watched the Falcons game Sunday, and it was, of course, the debut of their rookie draft pick. Um, not sure what you guys thought. Were you That's impressed weird. or not? Um, but to kind of help us just really kind of sift through what we saw, we've got a special guest joining us. Jordan um, with YouTube channels Cut and Drive is joining us for an analysis of Ritter. Jordan. How are we doing, guys? Hey, bud. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so for having John. me. So just, you know, off the cuff, you know, first impressions, what did you think of Ritter's performance Sunday? So for me, um, I, I guess for a Ritter kind of breakdown, I like to kind of start, is just in 2021, I actually thought he was going to come out in that Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields draft class. I actually really liked him. In that draft class, I thought he was going to be kind of after the Mac Jones type there. Um, I thought he was worthy of like a third round pick at that point. He ended up coming back to Cincinnati, playing great, obviously took his team to the college football playoffs. At that point, I thought he was worthy of being taken in that, uh, you know, second round area, which you guys actually got him in the third, which is a steal. Um, so to kind of break down kind of like where I kind of viewed him at, um, I was kind of looking at like a most likely outcome of like a Daniel Jones type. And I know some people might kind of, that might rob them the wrong way. Um, but if you get the right coaching staff around him, I think he could turn into like a, uh, like a Ryan, Ryan Tannehill type. Um, but then as far as plays from this last Sunday or yeah, this last Sunday, what I actually saw from him was really encouraging. Um, and this is all in my video on the YouTube channel, but, um, on one of the very first plays of the game, it might have actually been the first one, Ritter did something that a lot of rookies aren't able to do. Um, he held a, a single high safety um, to help a go route kind of stay one-on-one. -on -one. I think it was Patterson to the outside. And the way that he uses his eyes to manipulate second-level defenders as a rookie, I was really impressed by because – not only did he do it on that first play of the game, but he actually did it to a better extent later in the game um, where he actually moved a linebacker using only his like eyes and his uh, body movement. And he actually, it looks like a minor play when you watch it back because it was a Drake London reception for, it was probably like 10 yards. But what he did, he used his eyes to make that linebacker like fall step in the wrong direction and kind of whistled that ball right off his helmet to London for a big game. So I actually really was encouraged by everything mentally from Ritter in his first start against a good Dennis-led Saints defense. So question for you here, Jordan. So yeah, T-Bird and I debate, and we really think the Falcons need to better utilize their weapons at wide receiver. And although sure. the numbers aren't you know fantastic for Ritter this past week, is there potential to have a better, you know, passing quarterback than me than Mariota. Absolutely. Um, so Ritter's actually one of those guys that I think he steps in day one and might actually bring more to your guys' passing game than Mariota's been able to do. Unfortunately for him, he's coming in at a time where obviously Kyle Pitts is out for the year, who is an, an, in my opinion is gonna develop to be a perennial all pro. I think he's Given, if he's given the opportunity, he's going to be elite for you guys. Obviously, though, um, what you guys have at the wide receiver position with Drake London, Olamide, Zacchaeus, uh, I think you guys got like Demir Bird. Obviously, that's not ideal for him, uh, but he's making it work, um, especially in that first start. I do think that given London time to develop, pitch time to develop, and you guys are probably going to add a, a second wide receiver here, probably in a later round in the draft. I think once you have that better supporting cast, I think you're kind of going to open that Pandora's box of what's available to the offense. I think that Ritter's operating in a very limited offense right now because of the personnel. Um, but if Pitts were on the field and stuff, I think they can open that up a little bit more. And I do think that Ritter's going to bring a, a different level to your guys' passing game. Okay. Uh, 
T-Bird here, Jordan. What, what, yeah. do you, what do you think about our offense overall? I mean, it's kind of boring. It's about like uh, Tennessee's because that's where he comes from. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I would, I would, you know, we, we we don't get any chunk plays, and that's for a lot of reasons. But what do you think about our offense overall? Well, my team. opinion, I think it's yeah, I think it's a little conservative. Um, it, it's built off of establishing that that run game. And I mean, Tyler Algier fits what Arthur Smith really wants to do. He's kind of that hard nose type player. And for me, um, I, I appreciate the style of establishing that run, winning in the trenches and doing all that. Right. But I think that they really need to kind of bolster that offensive line. And I know, I know they've tried, they got Jake Matthews, Jake Matthews is solid. Um, and then, uh, who was that lineman they drafted to Lindstrom? Lindstrom, um, bowler. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, like he's good. Like, like they they got some good pieces there. I think they just need to solidify it with a few more yeah. um, to get rid of some prote some protection. But that the best way I could describe it is, in my opinion, it's a little conservative. And I do wish that Arthur Smith could open it up a little bit more. But I think that kind of comes back to what I was saying with how limited they are offensive skill position wise. Um, but I do think that once you get more pieces in that offense, unfortunately, you guys had to let Calvin Ridley go for, you know, pennies on the dollar, but I know he's got his off the field issues going on. But um, once you get those pieces around him, I, I think Arthur Smith's a good coach. And I just think that he's coaching to the, to the talent around him the best of his ability. Oh, Jordan, you're so sweet. He just euphemistically said that Falcons have no depth, basically, <laughs> which, yeah. which we all yeah. can agree with. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. So nice of you. You've got, you've got a future in politics, sir. That was a very political answer. I appreciate you. Oh, um, thank you. You know, we've got, we've got um, the Lamar Jackson list. Um, was it Baltimore? Yeah, yeah coming up and Lindstrom, as you mentioned before, hopefully we'll be able to have an impact on the defense. But mm -hmm. I guess, Jordan, you know, the thing that we've been seeing the most this year out of the Falcons is, yes, absolutely. They've been extremely conservative, you know, not really taking any risks, just kind of, you know, really kind of just doing the bare minimum. But from yeah. what you saw from Ritter, I mean, is he a – you know, you mentioned Tannehill, not really anything that really impresses me, but I really want to, based on your analysis, do you really see sure. Ritter becoming a franchise quarterback and really kind of being that that game manager that takes the Falcons from being conservative to being, you know, kind of, you know, wild card? Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. That Like, basically, I do think he can take that step. Where, like, right now, they're kind of winning – with him or like would be winning with him whereas opposed to being able to win because of him wow yeah. and that's obviously what that's kind of what you want your you know potential franchise quarterback to do you want him to elevate the talent around you and make your team better not just win because yeah we have a vaunted uh defense like we got all these skill position players like you want them to be winning because of Ritter and I do think he is able to do that um I think he's going to need some some coaching um, even though, like I was saying, he had those couple really good plays where he used his head and used his eyes. Some of the things that I think he really needs to work on to take that next step is right now, I think he would be a really good game manager. If you, if, if you want to be a team that throws the ball 25, 30 times a game, and you want to basically keep games as one score games and just hope the ball bounces your right way, like the right way for you. Like, he can do that right now, and that's why I don't think it's a horrible decision to play him right now and get those live game reps. But where he needs to develop, in my opinion, to, you know, win because of him, I think what he really needs to do is work on that accuracy. And what that do, what, that kind of brings up, like, a big question that, um, like, some people that I talk to kind of get in the, you know, debate about, is accuracy coachable? Mm. Can you coach accuracy? And that's kind of what it's going to come down to, I think, for, for me, for him. He's got inconsistencies um, as far as accuracy and as far as um, the, you know, the mental processing of plays after the snap. And you can kind of see him. There was one play, I don't know if you guys remember it, uh, goal line, 
where uh, Olamide Zacchaeus was actually motioning to the left side of the formation. They snapped the ball, and he just turned his route upfield. He never got set. He just took it upfield. And Ritter kind of, I don't know, did like a little bit of a, like a bubble pass to him. It, it was it wasn't like a like a on a dart or on a line or anything like that. He just kind of like lofted it up. And in, in my opinion, looking at, at it back, it that should have been a pick six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not sure if you guys remember that play, but in my opinion, that should have went for a pick six. But mm-hmm. that's why the defenders on defense, right? Like <laughs> because we can get the I ball remember, playing offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, the other one that I saw, um, it was actually weird because he did it both ways in the same game against the saints, obviously um, he was rolling to the right. Uh, he kind of evaded some pat, some uh, tackles, escaped the pocket, rolled to the right. And one of them, he threw uh, just an absolute dime to, I think it was Nicole uh, Pruitt. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah. It, he's your tight end and he was rolling. He was just falling and it was low and away exactly where you want that ball on the sideline there. Um, and it actually, the ball felt incomplete. But Ritter put the ball in a perfect location, and Pruitt just wasn't able to kind of bring it in. Um, but later in the game, there was a very similar play, scramble drill, rolling out. He had London on the sideline. And I don't know if he underestimated the speed of NFL cornerbacks. I don't know if he didn't understand the leverage as well in this play. But he actually put it right on London's chest. And the corner was actually able to accelerate, burst, and undercut that route. And that was that play, first play out of halftime, that was originally ruled an interception, but back. Yeah, yeah. So in the same game, he did two identical, almost identical plays. One of them, he did everything perfectly how you'd ask for, and then the tight end let him down. And the other, he just kind of had like a brain fart, mental letdown. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that you're like, this is the same game. But it shows, it flashes that he understands what he needs to do. We just need to get that more regularity out of it. Yeah, and mean, I think that yeah, you that's mentioned flashes. Done. That, that's done with coach yeah. with coaching. You mentioned flashes, and was it the first play that you talked about? Wasn't that he kind of went deep and just was it the second one? I know, I know it was play. was and it, he missed. I think right? that was the first. Yeah. Play. It was incomplete. Yep. But again, yep. it was that flash of okay, he certainly has an arm, but you yeah. know, again, there's that. Can we be consistent? Is this just rookie nerves? And hopefully, yeah. do we have the coaching staff and the support around him to make him that guy? You know, DC tried to go deep. Absolutely. Right, right. I, I, yeah. I think, yeah. I think Cooper got the Christmas present he wanted because there is hope. There is. With Ritter in the passing game. There special. is. Awesome. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us again how we can we can catch you on YouTube. So I'm going to be on YouTube. It's actually going to be cut and drive, uh, C-U-T, and then just the letter N, and then drive, uh, D-R-Y, and then V-E. And that'll be where most of our content is. Uh, we have a Twitter, but we're not really on there very much anymore. It's basically just the YouTube and, and showing people film breakdowns. Well, sir, we certainly have appreciated your insight. So, so insightful. Um, hope we can get you on again soon, and hopefully we'll have you know an evolution or at least a progression the next time we talk about Ritter. Absolutely. I'd love to be back. I'm going to get you back. Thank you, sir. All right, y'all stick with us. We'll be back. We're going to talk some Hawks. Maybe. Well, (laughs) maybe you can talk about that one day too, Jordan. Hey, this is producer Dex with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I have so much fun watching these guys talk about sports like they're sitting around a water cooler. There are a few things that can compare to sharing your mind about something that you care about. Have you ever thought about telling the world what you know? That's where Podbean comes in. Podbean is a podcast platform that combines live streaming, analytics, a website, and more all in one place. You can create, record, distribute, manage, and monetize your pod from a desktop or app. Start with the basic free plan and receive a $100 credit for advertising to build your audience. Now go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will receive $100 advertising credit when you start your podcast today. Also, it's a great way to support the show. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? 
new ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. If you're just now joining us, we just finished a great segment with our new best analyst, Jordan, with Cut and Drive uh, YouTube channel. Gentlemen, uh, again, he was honest. He was frank. Gave us some really good information to, and things to ponder look, moving forward. Um, something else to ponder moving forward. There have been some rumors. Um, Trey Young may possibly one out of Atlanta. What are your thoughts? Do you think that there's anything to it? I think it is. I, I do. Trey's been a problem. And uh, and I ain't happy about it because, you know, you, we're trying to build something here. you having problems with the coach. I, granted, it is Nate, but you still got to try to make your team better. And right now, I don't think Trey is making us better. I, I really I, don't. I wonder, though, T-Bird, not T-Bird, OG, is this possibly overblown a little bit? I mean, it it happens in the locker room. It's like any family. You're going to have, you know, some tension. You're going to have some bad blood at times, but typically you work through it. So is this just maybe someone kind of sow a seed of, of drama, or do you really think that we've got something budding here as a problem? This is, the, this is like NBA's version of clickbait. You know, there's there's a little tiny little thing, but somebody somebody says something and it, it's just it's it's blown out of proportion. However, Trey, I, I think is being a bit of a diva and he needs to be committed. This is his team that he's getting built around. Right. He should not pull the old it's it's the coach or it's me thing. But. I think Nate will work his way out anyway. Well, it's interesting that you say that because Trey just bought a $20 million home. Y'all read about that? Yes, I did. So, and, you know, Travis Slink, he's moved into a, quote, advisory role. So there's certainly some some movements going on. And again, I'm telling you, I bet my next paycheck that the news that Trey and, and Nate got into it, that was an internal leak. That was someone who was setting the narrative for getting rid of Nate. I'm telling you I, I that's agree, what that is. I agree with that. And, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I am too. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, but what I don't like is, is Travis getting out of it because I think Travis is a good GM. Uh, you know, he, he got to f- fix some stuff, but is he getting out because he really wants to spend time with his family? Or is he getting out because Nate was his guy and they kind of pushing him out? Yeah. Yeah. So if, if Nate is his, his guy, he's got to, if Nate gets fired, he's on the chopping block. He's going to live or die with Nate's success because he pushed hard for Nate and got Nate to, you know, overcome that. "Eh, I don't really want to do it, but okay, I'll do it. Like he tied himself to Nate with that statement. So, so his success is determined on Nate's success. I agree. But, don't a gym at least get one more coach? No. Nah. I mean, I mean, because uh he didn't hire Lloyd Pierce. Pierce, but see, you don't look again. And that'd be- I'm with I'm with OG. I think that Slink really put his neck out there for Nate. And I behind closed doors, y'all best believe there have already been conversations about letting Nate go. Oh, and I'm I think sure. that Slink is is you know, taking the the standard company line out. So again, to not be involved, first of all, number two, not to be there when the when the heads start flying. Well, let me say this: uh, What did y'all hear that first? That that Nate's day, days were numbered. What did you hear that first? We've all on this show because we've all said it. Nah, don't you who try said to, it first? Try to claim that. Who said, I said it Here first. I said it first. Anyway, move. Hmm. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on to an, another analysis. You know, oh, I'm oh, excited yeah. of my. Of my first World Cup, oh. uh, I got to watch it. 
Sunday. And at first I was, you know, a little lost, but halftime show kind of really explained some things that made it um, a little bit clearer. And I was glad to see one of the greatest finals in World Cup history. And y'all did not tell me that Mbappe was so fine. Jeez. You mean French Joe Campbell? Just just such a hater. Such I'm, a hater. I'm, hey, I love such the guy. He's one of my all-time favorite he, players. He probably smells like sandalwood and rainbows. This yeah. is not the podcast. Now, now if I would have said that about a girl, Mo would have jumped out. You have. So now so and you and you always jump on. So I ain't gonna say nothing though. So, so between the halftime show and my helpful guidance of hey, watch out for you know, mm-hmm. look for this to happen. Yeah. Was that help? Like, was it, was it enjoyable it, for you? It, it was, yeah. I, I wish you had to sit that to me sooner because I was literally like, they're just kicking the ball and really, you know, and they'd kick it wide or it just, but yeah, the, the second half was a lot more enjoyable for me because I was literally like, this is exciting because I could really see, you know, how it was really, you know, what they were doing. And, and I could see some of the setups, even though I couldn't really explain. And then the chest some of the saves. Like, oh, and like one guy like slid and, and blocked the ball <laughs> the away. Like, here, you know, I mean, that's. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, not my favorite, but it certainly was more exciting than I expected. And it to you be. were probably like, because it was so close towards the end and France scored those two goals in quick. Like, that's on the edge of your, I bet yeah. you're on the edge of your seat for a little bit. Mbappe, yeah, he, he, he definitely made it easy to watch and seeing him do the hat <laughs> yes. trick, seeing him do the hat yeah. trick was pretty cool. And, and pretty cool. I, mean, I think that's like the first time in what? Like 50 years yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, incredible. He had an incredible game, did everything, everything. in he his He had power. no help. Jeez. A lot was, that of those just, guys were, was that just me? A lot of those guys were injured, like they're, they're top notch guys were mm-hmm. injured. And then I don't know why they seated uh, Umbella. Uh, yeah. Dembele and um, Giroud, because those guys they're gamers. But I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's. I felt that France should have won. They had more firepower. They had it more together. And I knew once it got down to a draw towards the end, that it was going to end up being Argentina. Once yeah. Argentina could survive all that, yeah. But you know, hats off to them. They got scorers, but it was Argentina had their shot after that incredible save. I think that was on Mbappe uh, again. That could that no, it wasn't. <laughs> Argentina had a chance. He did nothing wrong. He did nothing, nothing wrong. Perfection <laughs> he all the way. Perfect. Uh, Argentina had their chance to win before PK penalty kicks, and they did, and they couldn't get it just right because it's so hard to you know two and three kicks all while the ball's in the air to yeah. do them perfectly to set that it's it's just. It's fascinating, yeah. which, which is why each goal is so valuable. I think yeah. the thing that really made it fun for me, especially when, like, I understand now what y'all mean by it being like a chess match because, you know, one player would kick it to another and then you could kind of see, anticipate, oh, my goodness, he's going to go here and wow. And then to see that and then see a save or see a score is like, okay, the real, it really – I like I like how – you can see the progression. It's, it's the really not. It's not. If you're really paying attention, it's not just them kicking a the ball around. There, there, really there's purpose it, yeah. to it, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. We've, is got, it, we've got Mo converted. Uh, I don't know see, about converted, a, but well, I, I well, I'll, welcome, I'll watch. I'll watch a World Cup. Welcome to the World dark Cup. side of the force. Because I can't imagine MLS being that exciting. No, that's it's what not, I was yeah, asking. Not is it, did you not see that in MLS? <laughs> it's it's not the same. It's just a, a different speed. The setups are yeah. different. The pass quality just. The play quality, it's just, it's, I mean, I'm not saying MLS is bad. It's definitely worth watching. But once you try champagne, you can't go back to Kool-Aid. This is true. It, it's the talent, you know, it's the talent of the players too. I mean, you've got the best of the best here. So you can do, it's a wide open play, but you can invent anything. Yeah. Where in the MLS, it just, you don't have the depth of talent. You got to. T-Bird, what'd you think? I mean, you watched some of it. Uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I guess I liked it. I mean, you but, know what? You but, should wait to answer that after you get the Christmas present from OG. I almost don't want that present from OG. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, look when you when you look at that, do you do you think that? Hell, I forgot. I'm just so glad that Damn. one of the all time greats. Finally got the yeah. one the one thing that has that has it's eluded, eluded, him, eluded yeah. him right. My only thing about that is I loved 
Oh yeah, I know. the fight between Ronaldo and Messi as to who is the greatest of all time. Now that it's settled, I mean, it sucks because I was kind of rooting for Ronaldo to but, win that but because Ronaldo he worked so hard. Could get one more. He, I mean, he's thirty-eight. It's Ronaldo okay. could get the, one more, and Mbappe is emerging. So yes. Mbappe, if if anybody was going to win like three in a row, it was definitely going to Mbappe. But I, I mean, I think it's only what two in a he's row. He's twenty-seven. Yeah. I think. But but what I loved about him is, you know, he stayed on the field and mm-hmm. watched. Like that's when you know the truly great ones is that because it's motivation for them to see the other team celebrating. Well, let, well, let me ask you now: Do you think that? See, like y'all know Messi and all of them, but the majority of people don't know who y'all are saying are great. Would you say? I mean, it's only a certain amount of Americans that know these players. Right? I've, heard, I've definitely heard of Messi. I've heard of Ronaldo. I mean, I've heard of them. I had too. never yeah. heard of Mbappe, but yeah, but ladies, gentlemen, Google him. Google him. But, but if I were to say, hey, who's if I were to ask my wife who Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are, she would know who those are. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But because everybody don't watch soccer to that extent, a lot of people don't know. Like, okay, you know Messi and the other guy is, but the other, the secondary players that y'all are saying, you know, because talking to uh, the average guy, you know, I'm just listening to y'all talk because I don't know who none of these people are. I wouldn't even say secondary. I think what it is is there's a tier like there's you know certain guys that are so brand marketable and they're ubiquitous and they're everywhere but then you still have guys like darwin nunez for liverpool you Who? have darwin See? nunez See? there you go <laughs> yeah you have erling that's, that's my point that's yeah. right there but it, when you're a fan you know about guys like erling holland for instance he's he's a beast like if you if you were to take every cheat code you could possibly put on fifa you would end up building this guy out He's fast. He's strong. He's got great eyes for the ball. He's, he he has so much control. Okay, look, look. We watched the game. Okay, let's, let's yeah, take progress. this in. All right, we'll take progress. it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take All right. It. Well, look. Money wise, was the World Cup a big uh, 40, financial 40 something million? Didn't the, didn't the winning team get? No, I'm talking about overall with fans or all that. Uh no. There's no way they made that money back. That's they spent billions yeah. on the stadiums. That was sports washing that wasn't yeah they there's no way they made you but know, it was full it. every game though wasn't it yeah but it was full but it was also full of it wasn't full it's full of uh as many foreigners as you would think and you have to remember they built what three different stadiums well they spent I mean, billions of dollars i mean the, the the country only has three hundred thousand people so and they all rich <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so my homework last week was to talk about the tv ratings okay and if we say just in the u.s they they had 20 point uh where'd it go uh 16.8 let's just call it 17 million viewers on sunday morning whenever during church uh-huh. i think that that ain't bad considering the average football game has about 18 and a half that's not bad well you know and depend is you know, that fact yeah I'm, re- really Oh, no, Mo, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm asking a question. Don't throw me under the bus now. Is that fact? Yeah, 18 and a half million is the is for Fox's average NFL coverage. Okay. And they got, you know, let's call it 17 million viewers in the you know, different time of day and different all this, but that is very respectable. Now, worldwide, it's it's so varied. There's not enough information to say what the global, you know, TV mm-hmm. ratings were, but it it's the world's most popular sport for a reason. You know people are going to be tuning in. Okay. Do you think a lot of uh, young kids, uh, high school kids that play soccer watch the World Cup? I do. I, I had do. a lot of friends on Facebook who were posting, and they were parent kids who definitely um, play soccer, and they okay. were saying how their kids were so excited. and Because there's star power on each team. You know, every, It seemed like everybody knew Mbappe. He knew Messi, and those two were going to clash, and yeah. it was marketable. It's like a boxing fight, you know. These yeah. two are going to go ahead. To, it it was marketable, so yeah, I think. And I, I think, was very proud of my timeline because we were a team Mbappe, yeah. hands down. Did you watch? Did you watch? OG, did you watch all the the matches? Yeah. Oh, 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 the final. I every I'm, minute I'm, of the final. I'm yes, but no, I, I yeah. no. There's too many. I I don't have time for that. At least look, we don't have to worry about it for another two years. T-Bird. Four. 
Four, four oh, years. Thank God. Even, right. I, my, <laughs> even I knew it was four years. <laughs> thank you for saving me, T Word. Thank you for saving me. We're going to take a break. We'll be back to talk some um, free agent moves. One hits close to home. Y'all stick with us. Hey, this is Mo Better with the Consultative Sports Report. I'd love you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. Hey, this is producer Dex with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I have so much fun watching these guys talk about sports like they're sitting around a water cooler. There are a few things that can compare to sharing your peace of mind about something that you care about. Have you ever thought about telling the world what you know? That's where Podbean comes in. Podbean is a podcast platform that combines live streaming, analytics, a website, and more all in one place. You can create, record, distribute, manage, and monetize your pod from a desktop or phone app. Start with the basic free plan and receive a $100 credit for advertising to build your audience. Now go to the show notes. Click on the link and you will receive a $100 advertising credit when you start your podcast today. Also, it's a great way to support the show. We are on the couch of this works report. We squabble like siblings during breaks. You know that? It's your fault. Uh, you don't listen. You don't listen. You're such a man. But but I certainly want sexist. let's let's no make a note. Telling mom, um, we talked about Chris Lindstrom sexist. a little bit earlier when we had our guest uh, Jordan on. Want to acknowledge that he made the Pro Bowl. But, but you see that? Yes, he we, made, even he, though he said it already. He but. he made the Pro Bowl. He is our best lineman. And why can't we find more? Of but it? It, isn't it like a participant? A participation trophy because every no. team has to have no every team gets one every person. team don't have to have one no did we that did, change we did not have did one that change because that did. used to be the rule who do we have last year no. nobody okay so that means that every team can't have one he's pay him no mind og he's just really upset about the Dansby swanson deal oh yeah, you, you know the angry text yes, we got? Oh. It, was, it was explicit, and we cannot repeat what he said on air. I thought we were going to have to talk him off the ledge. I mean, really? Really? We knew, but, okay. Somebody in this room, were the, we were the first to say, hey, do not be surprised if yeah. the Atlanta Braves do re-sign Dansby. I remember. Don't get your hopes up. They're not going to pay him what he wants. He deserves whatever he gets because he had a great year. And he ends up with the I just Cubs. The, the Cubs. Cubs. Who we called, by the way. You called it. We you called, called it. I just don't think they wanted him. No, they don't want to pay. They oh, do not want to pay. I just don't think they wanted him because uh, Dansby tried to stay here. He tried. Uh, Double A acknowledged that in an interview. He said Dansby did everything he could to stay here. And they paid him more money. Dansby said, give me 140 for six. And they said no. That's just ridiculous. Who's the guy they ended up signing? I didn't, I didn't, Who? They signed some guy last Who? week. Braves, Braves did. Uh, a couple of outfielders. And but don't we have for... outfielders? Like, I mean, we got starting outfield. Why are we signing? Well, they're trying to get rid of uh, Ozuna. And uh, they're they going to try to do something I read today. Why can't they try to get rid of Duvall? <laughs> and don't start that. I'm gonna take a healthy Duvall and uh Jordan Luptow. Yeah. Who, who's that? What, what double A team was he on? This is team? what I would do. I would take Ozuna. This is this is the trade proposal that I'm making. I take Ozuna and Eddie Rosaro, send them to Miami, and I would pay some uh uh Ozuna's thing and give me big buck back that hit that flick and home run in the World Series. Give me, what's his name? Uh, 
Uh, well, you know the big oh, buck. Yeah, uh, he's he's got a double double. Um, well, come on, I can't think. I've been calling the name all day. Uh, uh, what's his name, Mo? Big buck. <laughs> Aaron Judge. Oh no, no. no, it's the one that hit the home run in our World Series. Uh, Solar. Solar. Yeah. I'm telling you, I would take Ozuna. I would take Rosario and pay some Ozuna salary and give me him back. Him and Adam Duvall would platoon in left. I am terrified of the Mets now. They got everybody. Yeah. They spent some money. They, they spent you know how much? $806 million just this year in the yeah. offseason. They got everybody. Their left side of the infield, shortstop their base, is like more than $600 million. Yeah. Well, but, were there some other big signings that went yeah, down? Brandon saying? Nimmo, J- Justin Verlander, you may have heard of him. I, I mean, just never heard, da- of him. Never heard of him. down the list. They, they stacked. They have not eight or nine very high dollar free agent signings on top of the players they have already. So is this a is this a, a Yankees yes. blueprint yeah. that yes. they're using? They are Cohen. trying to buy a championship. Cohen. I don't think it'll work. Well, it don't always work. It, it hasn't really paid off for the Yankees. Yankees moved away from that, but in the nineties, it. They they bought a lot of them, they, but yeah. Cohen spends that money like the Steinbrenners, and he's gonna buy them a title eventually. He's, luxury tax? What? Like, hey, just don't write care. the check, right? Well, and then and then the boy that was gonna sign with uh, Carre- what's the name? Carrera. Yeah, Carrera. Carrera. He Carrera. he was gonna sign with the Giants. They said that uh, something was wrong with his physical, so he said, "Bump yeah. y'all, I'm going to New York." And so the yeah, so he he's tall for a shortstop and has had some back issues. I mean, he's, he's a tall player, and so something somewhere flagged with the Giants in the physical, but poor Giants are back on back to square one, yeah. and there's no shortstops left on the market. No shortstops left. So, mm. I you know I just T Bird, poor Bird, in his uh, in his. But you were you? I'm I'm serious. At, you know, genuine question. Were you really surprised that the Braves didn't sign Dansby? Listen, I wasn't surprised, but I was just trying to hold hope that they wouldn't make the same blunder. See, what I look at is they breaking up chemistry. They they, they you breaking up key components to your to your title team. You can't keep doing that with these young boys, expecting them to give you the same results early. You trying to win now. To me, I thought Dansby was worth 140 million. You ever hear that line? T Bird, he's not mad, he's disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's this must be T Bird. I need you. This, this is this is my concern for you as a friend. Seriously. If you are going to continue to be a Braves fan, you're going to have to stop being a Braves fan and start thinking like management. No, I don't because, I because don't like if you think like again, if you think like management. And how Liberty Media has shown themselves to be. I got that. You know their MO. I, I got that. And I don't like it. I, I don't, because to me, you're doing a disservice to your fans. And Dansby was, was more than just a shortstop in Atlanta. I mean, think about when, I, when he go to the Cubs, they're going to treat him totally different. And I think they're going to consider if he plays the way Dansby plays, he'll see that in Chicago because their fans are so much more passionate than ours. You understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their management will consider that unlike double A down here. You, 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 you got to understand you can't build great teams by remove and replace every year, especially key components. The chemistry is gone. Uh, they may not like each other. Dansby was the damn captain. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm appalled at that. I really am. And the fans, just the local, he's just the hometown kid. The hometown kid. Uh, I, and you don't want to give him six and 140? No, they don't. Sorry. He don't want to pay nobody 25 million. He right. said he wouldn't do. Right. Sorry, T-Bird. All right, folks, y'all stick with us. We're going to come back and talk some, believe it or not, College football. Stick with us. Hey, this is T-Bird from Couch with the 
support. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, Join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday, 6 p.m. live. The episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVet Group? Call Todd Dean to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVet Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. We are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. Hey, y'all. Um, so let's go get to the big game in a minute. But I watched the um, MIAC Championship uh, yes, Celebration yes. Bowl. Um, it was the final day of coaching for Coach Prime, Coach Prime at Jackson State before he moves on to Colorado and his ass lost. Oh, you them all. It made me feel I'm so good. I'm telling you. Oh, you can't win them all. Yeah. He didn't coach that. It's, and first of all, who shows up to coach in sunglasses and a gold chain? Who does that other than somebody that's looking for attention? He does because he coached Prime. So ridiculous. I saw something that made me sick. Amazon Prime is having a four-part episode or whatever about coach prime starting at like end of the month yeah. really like I'm not, right I'm around not the watching. corner I'm yeah. not watching. well he ain't gonna miss y'all just haters but <laughs> we see him for what he is we see yes. him for what he is and when he goes to colorado i don't care if he has the entire 1980s in their prime chicago bears defense to transfer with him he's not going to win a national championship no he's gonna barely be Break even in the Big Twelve. I think he's going to fold under the pressure, and he'll I, be fired within I, three years. I, I think that they because can he really coach? I can't say nothing. No, you you you're talking nonsense over there because you you think he's but good. But what you saying is making sense just because you don't like Coach Brown. So what you say is making sense. Go okay. Ahead. The floor is yours, okay. T Bird. I I think that they're looking to get for him to make them reveling again. If they get to the point to where they can be in the conversation talk for a championship, that's one thing. But if he wins, if he wins seven games this year, they'll be cracking up. They'll be cracking up. Because you know how many games they won last year? One. One. Dex, so, you know, you've been quiet. Uh, your hometown, whatever, your alma mater, are they excited to have Coach Prime join the staff? Tell them, Dex. Yeah, man, the whole uh, city has upgraded from marijuana to Coke. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's really good. Um you know, honestly, I think worst case scenario, he's going to bring a lot of attention and yes. a lot of uh, a lot of good players. Uh, the recruiting is automatically going to go up. Um, he's already got. But do you want a yeah. coach or do you want Don King? I mean, I don't know. Whoever's going to knock somebody out because it's not like Don King is the one sitting in the ring, but he will find the right people to put in the ring to get somebody. But he already out. got a top recruit that's done signed with him. Yeah, he's. The portal is going to help him a great deal. The portal is going to help him a lot because he advertised on right. his way out. Oh, oh! you convinced Travis to come to Jackson State. Guess who transferred to Colorado? Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Right. Yeah. So, so. What? Y'all saying he ain't supposed to get the best? I want Y'all don't make no the sense. The best. The best in the in the swag, maybe. But how is he compared to. He wait a minute. Why can't he get him? Why can't he get. I'm. I'm this is a Travis Hunter question. was the number one player in the country. He went to the SWAT. Uh, every other team in the country wanted Travis on to answer your question. You just don't like them, so that's why y'all throwing the shade on them. I don't care about y'all sitting over there looking like monsters. <laughs> I don't 
don't like Dion I just, either, but I just want to. I do not think he can coach. I think it's all it's all smoke, smoke and, and mirrors. mirrors. I agree, and that's why you get the best coaches, assistant coaches to coach. But here's it's the plenty thing. of head coaches can't coach. Coach Prime and what he stands for and the way that he operates is bad for the game. It's bad because it's all it's self centered, and mm-hmm. he made a promise to Jackson State who went, oh, who took a chance he on gone. him. Forget about that. He gone. He did them coaches dirty. Leave, coaches leave every day. Made a promise what to he them. does is great too, right? They took a chance on him and made him a head coach with zero coaching experience. Okay. That relevant coaching. Experience. Okay, what, what, what Nick Saban done to LSU? That was good. Okay. What Nick Saban done to Miami Dolphins? That was good. Let's can I can we flick this? I would I would love to give a little example here just to get your input because I think we can parallel it with this example. All right, so. Um, before you and I met, I'd never done any kind of radio, right? Okay. You took a chance on me. Okay. Right? What if ESPN comes calling me and said, hey, we got a show for you? And I'm like, Mike, deuces. Hey, man, I, I, I'm in your corner. If they call you and say, Mo, they want you, you be a fool not to go. <laughs> I'm in your corner. After, after Mo promise to, i am in it thank you for taking hands on me mm-hmm. i am yours for the next x number of years whatever you need i got you i'm here six months, riding it out six okay. months later she leaves you high and dry for whatever. okay let's 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 be serious for a minute now mo you you be square with me mm-hmm. if espn call, there you go <laughs> <laughs> there you go you see okay now og now, now come on you 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 can't fault her for taking that opportunity. I can't fault her for taking, but but I feel like he almost was like auditioning, or or you he know, was he said he was. But see, that's not. I, I feel like that's if they come to him and say, "Hey, we, you know, we're Colorado. We want you," and make the effort. They but, did, but he, I feel like he was like, "Hey, come come talk to me. I'll, I'm listening." Like he, it was so. It was he random. did that on the on the sixty minute a, that, episode when he was like, "I'd be foolish not to entertain any offers," and they yeah. were like, "Pew!" in his ear. Probably were before that. He only said what the other coaches don't say. They all do it. You didn't. You didn't ask me. Nick Saban, Bobby Petrino. Look at what, what Bobby Petrino did to the Falcons. Hell, he left overnight. <laughs> but but those coaches all don't had give me, experience. It don't no don't they give had that. experience. Dion had experience. He's the offensive coordinator on a high school team. Oh no, high school. That's I said it. relevant. Is that not experience? <laughs> relevant. <laughs> Is that not experience? Please make that noise again. <laughs> Here, let me let me ask. It was you the this, number OG. one team in the country because his son was the quarterback. Let me let me ask you this, OG. Let me ask you this. We live in a capitalist society, right? Every day is an audition for the next big paycheck. If somebody wants to pay me more or somebody wants to, you know, elevate me more, I'm going to do my best now. So I'm not an intern here. I can be a vice president somewhere he's else. The Kardashian, he's the Kardashian. He's the Kardashians. Like famous minute, just because minute, he's okay. famous. Look at you, RG. You left Walgreens to go to another higher paying job. Okay. Are you the Kardashian? Are, are, you, really, are you really putting his business out there like that? Yeah. Well, no, no. Well, what well, you, you did, did it at McDonald's. Whatever, Bo. Stop that. <laughs> A lot more to it than that. Uh, it, it's it's not. It's apples and oranges. Did you go? I left. Okay, yeah. case closed. But I'm allowed to take another job. I didn't he do it overnight. Lie. I didn't do it overnight. He allowed to take another job. He, he didn't promise to build five new myself. Walgreens. And I didn't he solicit also, myself out there. But Dion can't. Dion did Art Modell the uh, <laughs> the city of Jacksonville, Mississippi, and then he says, "Hey, y'all, the transfer portal's open. Come on down." Like, come on. That is, they all do it. Did you hear what uh, Dabo Swinney said the other day? Did you hear? He said, we've been doing it the whole time. Now, we just tell everybody we're doing it. That's what Dabo said. Now, I want you to go after Dabo. Go after Dabo. Dabo. Dabo did it the right way. Oh, my What's God. What's the right way? Move on. I don't, I'm through. <laughs> what, is, I don't understand. what is the right way? I'm not enough. Dion's not a real coach. Oh, get okay. out. He ain't a real listen, coach. Listen, listen. He's a coach, but what I'm saying is, I, you know, whether he's a good coach or bad coach is all subjective. He is, he, yes. He his, his, his occupation is a head coach. He's using his talent of marketing to recruit players. 
and it worked and it's in the face of all these people who've been doing it traditionally and all this other bullshit. That is correct. What what basically happened is he walked up in wearing a pimp suit and took everybody else's workers. And correct. You know what you going to say? I just I think the Big 12 is is different competition. So Some say it's a higher level he of competition. He's making $5 million and, and, a year. And I think he's going to get his... Maybe so. Maybe so. He might be. Might, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping look my at, expectations at, Because low. when it comes down to talented, you know, both teams equally talented, I do not think he has the coaching edge over anybody. Well, don't nobody care about what you think, OG. They do. Uh, we care. We uh, care. Apparently, care. Uh, Colorado does. Okay, you, you don't nobody care. No, uh, Colorado does. They okay? ca- they care about the hype and the name, and it's going to bring more money to the school and more, and more profile. Look, and players, look, look how about this? So I know you- that none of you have has a dog in a fight. You probably don't care about this either. But we've got a kind of big game coming up here: um, UGA and Ohio okay. State. Yeah, that's a hell of a segue. Do you like there. that? That was, that was thank you. That was, I thought it was going to turn into an intervention, like guys don't fight. Well, put the gun down. The or last something two like weeks, that. we've been. This has been a Ooh, hot topic the last yes, couple of weeks. So yes. thank you, Mo. For I mean, Coach Brown's calmer. We know clearly. I mean, I'm in his corner. So who you who you picking? Cool. The odd, the odds are in Georgia's favor. Um, Ohio State will be without their top running back. Georgia's averaging, you know, only seven seven yards. On, the defense is only allowed with only 77 yards. Very stingy, you know, but again, they've got CJ Stroud. So does Ohio State, I mean, really, let's do they really have a chance against Georgia? If Georgia's on this game, they don't. If Georgia's yeah, Georgia's defense is is very there's the the number one team in the country, Georgia defense, and then there's like, eh, it's like number 15 Georgia defense. If if the the good Georgia defense shows up. No chance. If CJ Stroud is able to pick apart that secondary, it's going to be a high-scoring game, and the odds are going to be in Ohio State's favor. You got a point, but is Georgia's front down line we're going to get to CJ Stroud? And uh, Stetson has to have another good game. Yeah, he's he, got to have a good game. We certainly got to have Brock Bowers, who again won the won the the award for best um, tight, end. tight end again this year. So that was a tough call. Now he. He, he got I didn't that think over, he was going to get it. He got that over Michael Mayer. Yeah, I was Michael a real Mayer, surprised. I don't care what that boy is the truth. Yeah, yeah. That boy is the truth. So I've got a couple very close friends that I work with that are major Buckeye fans, mm-hmm. and they are like a little, they're a little nervous, which I think I'm is sure. good. Um, there is the other game of Michigan and TCU, and I want to say Michigan's favored, but I feel like it's pretty tight. I don't. I think that TCU has been overrated. They've had a good year. They should have never been in the top four. I think Michigan. Um, but Michigan's going to, to me, the final game will again be Michigan and Georgia. So it could set the stage for a rematch, Ohio State, Michigan. And this is the last year where that matters because the Big Ten is changing formats. There's not East and West anymore. So the, the Michigan Ohio State game is not as relevant to mm. final standings. It could could set the stage for that, but I think if Georgia does in fact win and Michigan does win, it's going to be like last year where Georgia just whoops. I think it's that I, Jim Harbaugh, Jim, Jim, I think that he has really improved as a coach, yes. and I think he's really done his homework and done his due diligence, and I think he got something for Georgia. That's what year. I was about to say. Right now, Jim Harbaugh is having the last laugh mm-hmm. because they was going to get rid of they him. They beat Ohio State two years in a row after, I mean, they dogged him. He, I mean, they, they, he they had was, a rough row they when he first out. started, but I think he's hit his stride. He's done some great recruiting. He's built a good, a, a great program, a great program. Yeah. And I think that don't be surprised if he outcoaches Kirby Smart. He, I don't know what you know. It goes to show as much as we don't like Urban Meyer as a pro coach, he was a hell of a uh, college coach because mm-hmm. he was six and zero against Harbaugh, and Harbaugh is two and zero against against um, Ryan. Ryan. Sometimes I think Kirby overcoaches, though. I think he gets conservative. Then he, I think he just no. He's he he. I want to talk about Cameron. Sometimes I think Kirby gives you the camera because you up thirty five to nothing, and. You chewing a guy out coming off the field when that's a that's a teaching moment. 
you talk to him right there. Well, you, you ain't got to cuss him out. Right you there. remember the famous uh, Jim McElwain when on the when he was the coach of Florida on the sideline, just ripping that play. And I liked it because he was coaching him yeah. up. But the way he went about it a little aggressively. Yeah. But, Come on, no, stop it. Who was who was the coach before? We can't even remember his name. Who was the coach before um, Kirby Smart, the nice guy? Uh, Mark, Rick, Rick. Mark Rick. Uh, for years, y'all said he's not nasty enough, and and now we got a nasty coach, and so now you got a problem no, no, with no, no, it. No, 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 no. You missed what I said. You missed. Uh, what I'm saying is, there's a time for that, and there's a time not for that. You know, when you're up 35 to nothing, 42 to nothing, that's more of a teaching moment. But but if you but if you jump off sides and it's a tie game, and you're trying to go for the winning touchdown, then you can rip it. I I think Kirby. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Mark Rick could be the inventor of the turnover chain. Remember the tur- yeah. Every, every team has their version he did that of it. At Miami, didn't he? He did that at Miami, and their defense went from you know subpar mm-hmm. to decent yeah. real quick. I hope you had it covered. <laughs> no, we had all kind of turnover stuff. Um, one final word, guys. We're we're running um, a little over time, but I wanted to mention um, uh, the Atlanta Dream um, did an extension for their coach, and actually, Tulane, Tulane, no, it's right, is her last name. I know, but um, signed an extension. She was actually coach AP Coach of the Year when she first started. Good move for the Dream to be a long term, um, a great, 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 great coach. It's a good move. I, I said, I said, okay. The enthusiasm. The enthusiasm. I mean, I, I just have a hard time understanding when we have a, just, we have a losing franchise. I feel like it's tough to justify re-signing a coach for an extension when we can't get, we can't get more wins than losses. Now, granted, we don't have the players and you know whatever whatever we never do we got the rookie but, of the year <clears throat> we we are starting but it's every year's a rebuilding year mo like every year falcons every year it's just no other Hawks, you know every. no other professional sports team has the kind of grace period that that so far the the dream is is set up no. so well, look got a, her and the and the gm got extensions through 2027 yeah. Apparently, they like what they see um we we Lest we forget, you know, the dream was in the title game two times and lost. The the championship of WNBA, they weren't in it twice, but not lost. with this coach. No, no, they done been through what? Yeah, two color coaches since. Well, then. Buffalo Bills lost four Super Bowls. Yeah, they did, but I'm just saying. But they see, got to the game. Like it doesn't matter. They, what, that, that, it does matter because in Atlanta, it's totally different than Buffalo. We don't oh, never win. Okay, well, here's... Don't look at me. Hold it. I got to stop that. Yeah. Stop taking them deep breaths like that. You can't... You can't no, oh, just, it's no, different because it's no, Atlanta no, and we but, always lose. So it's going to be deep breath city because you're going to take them and I'm going to take them on you because you you do that like, oh, only what I say matters. It sounds like, it sounds I, like, it sounds a, like a an threat. asthma festival. Right. Like what? Asthma like festival. Are y'all going to duke it out for real? I will certainly sell tickets and we'll how broadcast it? it live. I, I just want to know how right. it's different in a different city because, but, oh, because Atlanta never loses. Not, we, Buffalo always, not, won we, I said, we always lose. We've been losing since we started. Buffalo hasn't won anything lately or ever, <laughs> come to think of it. So, And they've lost four times in a row. Guys, let's hold hands. I don't want to hold his hand. The same. Just, we verse. shouldn't reward losing behavior. I don't even like him. Why do you want me to hold his hand? We love each other. There is no kumbaya on no, this microphone. Not at all. Do you understand? No kumbaya. All right. Well, it's got to be on, his the, red on that hair. note. Um, hey guys, y'all, y'all join us next week. We're gonna start a new segment with yours truly. Look, oh, oh, uh, what? You see, that's two times now. I know. Now come on me. now. You love me. Hey guys, we're gonna start a new segment next week. It's called what? Um, shoot, Mo give me some Mike. Oh, um, what? Mike check, Mike check with Mo. Mo. Mike check with Mo. I want y'all to tune in and listen because she's been working on it for a year. <laughs> <laughs>
Y'all have a very Merry Christmas. Very Merry Christmas. Hope it's all that you want and more. We'll see y'all next week here at Mission Road Studios live at 6 o'clock. Gentlemen, final words. Peace. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs>